The Appalachian Trail is a 2,180-plus-mile-long public footpath that traverses the scenic, wooded, pastoral Appalachian Mountains and then some. Up and down the eastern seaboard is the Carolina Outdoors, but so is the Appalachian Trail. It was conceived in 1921, built by private citizens, and finally completed in 1937. Today... The Appalachian Trail is managed by the National Park Service, the U.S. Forest Service, and the Appalachian Trail Conservancy with numerous volunteers that help make and maintain the trail each year where it is constantly changing. We're going to talk about it right now here on the Carolina Outdoors. Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Barty with Wes Lawson. Well, howdy there, Bill. Wes, let's jump in on this because the Appalachian Trail Conservancy just now announced that aspiring thru-hikers, these are people who want to do the entire trail, almost, let's just round up to 2,200 miles um, at one time. For most people, it takes about six months, but the ATC has announced that that participants or aspiring thru-hikers will not be recognized for the completion of the AT in 2021, and this is to discourage people from taking this on due to the germ, the pandemic. Uh, uh, They did the same thing in 2020 and are encouraging all people to look towards 2022. So here on the Carolina Outdoors, just for clarification, we wanted to talk a little bit about what this means. Uh, Does it mean that you cannot go hiking on the Appalachian Trail where 13 million different people um, spend time, not necessarily through hiking, but spend time hiking, picnicking, or recreating in some form or fashion on the trail. So the answer there is no. It does not mean you can't go do that. But it does mean you're going to have a hard time in certain areas as far as shelters. So along the Appalachian Trail, there's over 250 shelters. They're lean-tos, they're three-sided kind of huts. Those places are going to be closed. Uh, and a lot of the services throughout the state and federal parks through which the AT meanders will be closed. So there won't be services there. You can still do day hikes, things like that. You can still access the trail in a lot of places, if not nearly all of them. You just aren't going to have all of the services and the access you would expect. And part of that is because you know, trailheads at various times are busy. Those parking lots, those places where people are deciding, do I go north, south, east, west? Which trail do I want? And then those places to get water, you know, those springs and creeks and things. And then those campsites can get crowded. And when people get social, we don't distance properly. We're probably not wearing masks. Because I can't imagine having to hike the AT with a mask on. Um, yeah, that would be funky. So all of that stuff is, is part of why they're saying we're not going to certify that hike you could still do it, I guess, but it's not advisable is really what they're, what they're getting at. They based it all in, in one correction. I said 13 million. There was an eyelash on my paper. It's 3 million hikers and thousands attempt the entire trail. But um, uh, with that, here on the Carolina Outdoors, of course, we have been celebrating and promoting people getting outdoors. Well, there was great concern for us locally when Mecklenburg County and the state you know, closed parks to people uh, much for the same reason with the with the cdc guidelines and uh, safety precautions going on but we had great concerns 
uh, of the parks being closed because for many, that is an outlet into the Carolina outdoors. That is a safe place. So as we talk and promote about outdoor pursuits, they are the safest thing. But you think about going on an AT hike as being maybe quiet time. I'm in the woods. I'm alone. It's me. It's nature. And I'm hiking for this goal. But it's not. I mean, that is a very social undertaking. And it's an entire community almost nomadically traveling. Now, it doesn't mean that... uh, 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 you know, thousands of people are in the same place, moving to the same, you know, goal. But there's interaction, not just in the shelters, not just at the water sources, but also in the communities along the trail. Um, it creates, you know, great commerce for those cities. But I guess the Appalachian Trail Conservancy is looking at it as, as a danger spot per what the CDC recommends. Well, you, know, you, you mentioned it. It, it is largely small groups of people who kind of there's an ebb and flow to who's in which group. And, you know, it's trail magic and trail names and all this kind of fun myth and lore around this six month journey. But then you do get to these small trail towns like Damascus or you know, near Fontana. And that changes things a little bit. And you, you start introducing people from all over into small communities, oftentimes that are a little bit more rural or remote. And you can very easily have a, a public health crisis or just a small outbreak or it just be an issue. So, you know, this is all about recreating responsibly. And I think it's uh, hats off to the Appalachian Trail Conservancy for for saying, you know, we love you. We mean it, but not this time. (laughs) And they are also saying, you know, if if guidance changes between now and the end of the season, they'll consider reopening and certifying. So it's not forever. It's just for right now. And again, you can go hike on the Appalachian Trail. It is you and and three million other people, you can access it. The closest access to Charlotte would be actually, uh, ironically enough, Virginia. I think Southwest Virginia, the Mount Rogers area, Damascus, Virginia. That's the closest uh, place drive-wise to access the Appalachian Trail. Uh, Of course, Bryson City and over over that way, um, beautiful, but... Morgan Somerville, the Conservancy's regional director, was reported in Asheville Citizens Times was saying, quote, we're concerned about the safety of AT volunteers, AT hikers, of the members of the AT communities, and of course, ATC staff and the staff of our federal partners in making the announcement. And again, if you're just joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors, the announcement was that ATC is not recognizing hikers that are pursuing the through-hike completion of the Appalachian Trail. They didn't do it in 2020, nor are they going to do it in 2021, and they're recommending people look forward into 2022 to protect volunteers. Uh, And you said it, they're closing down the bathrooms. (laughs) They're not maintaining the bathrooms, uh, and the shelters are being closed due to the pandemic. So if you're out there, what do you do? Well, preparation, of course. So the other thing about this I wanted to touch on, it's not just about the certificate of completion. It's also about how the trail is maintained. So the the trail does not self-maintain. There are clubs, private citizens, and groups that help maintain the trail. They clear it of debris. In some cases, they have to reroute based on erosion or overuse. But then also those, those campsites. And so since March 28th of 2020, none of that has happened. 
you know, when, when the pandemic really kicked off, they backed off on all of that. So the trail is largely unprepared for an influx of thousands of people. And that's the other side. That's maybe more important than your certificate of completion is to say the trail just can't handle that volume. That'd be like if we didn't maintain our roads for several years and then all of a sudden you just open it up for mass transit. It's going to be a problem. Of course, uh, the trail has gotten a lot of recognition in recent years. Um, Long-distance hiking in general um, has gotten recognition in recent years. First off, the Reese Witherspoon, the, the book about the Pacific Crest Trail, and then the uh, afterwards the movie with Reese Witherspoon in it. The Bill Bryson book, A Walk in the Woods, fantastic read for people interested in funny hiking stories or just the Appalachian Trail in general. Of course, his book was remade uh, by Robert Redford, who also starred in the movie of the same name. So many eyes have been on the Appalachian Trail and the sport of long-distance hiking. It's only been uh, inflamed or more focus been put on it with people who have different work situations, whether they're out of work or whether they have the ability to work wherever they can find Wi-Fi. It has uh, sent many people fleeing, not just for recreational time in the outdoors, but more specifically for the Appalachian Trail. Just in recent uh, weeks, we had a town council member from Damascus, Virginia, join us, Beatty Jackson, and they're still trying to figure out how to handle trail days, which is a huge festival celebration of through hiking and hiking culture in general. Uh, in Trail Town, USA, Damascus, Virginia. What they're going to do in May is up for debate uh, in 2021, but I bet they don't get to do it. Yeah, they, they probably won't. They'll have, probably have to push that back a little bit, just like the Olympics and everything else. We've got we've to make some changes just to try and keep everybody safe, and I don't think that the Appalachian Trail is immune to those, those kind of concerns. You can still get outside, folks. We're not saying you can't. You just can't can't do it. Uh, you can't get your certificate yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, and if you're just joining us as well, let us introduce ourselves. The voice over there, Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. This is the Carolina Outdoors. And you can listen to us many different ways, as you may already know, as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard early on a Saturday morning via the airwaves of WBT Radio. We're also available wherever you download your podcast. Remember to type in Carolina Outdoors. Rate and review us. It helps other people find us if you like the program. Lastly, jessebrowns.com. You can listen to this segment and others right there, as well as shop at our home base, Jesse Browns Outdoors, where the outpost with Mountain Khakis is up and running in the brick and mortar. But you can also check out all the online offerings that we have as well as we celebrate wintertime. But we're looking quickly towards spring that's coming on as well. Wes, I might be uh, uh, left fielding you a little bit. Well, before I left field you or, or come at you from a little bit, will you tell us about, there's some personalities on the Appalachian Trail. There's one lady in particular. I don't know if she's still, is she still alive and kicking on the Appalachian Trail? Well, if she is, it's in spirit only. So uh, we'll go with that. You know, Grandma Gatewood, as she was known in 1955, told her grown children she was going for a walk, and she hiked the Appalachian Trail. She's done it several times. At one point in the 1970s, she was asked at one of the one of the 
traditional outdoor stores, they were having a little meet and greet. What kind of gear do you recommend? Do you like this new lightweight gear? Now, remember, the lightweight gear in the 1970s was largely external frame and canvas. So still, by our standards, pretty heavy. She said, all you need is to make your own rain cape or tarp, a sling bag to carry around your side. That would have been, you know, cloth probably, and a good sturdy pair of Keds tennis shoes. <laughs> Go to the grocery store and buy some Vienna sausages. She said, the rest of the food you eat, you can get along the trail. And those wild onions you're talking about, they're not called ramps. They're rampions. Now, she must have known a lot about foraging. She also had 14 children. So I can understand why she decided to go for a walk and then came back six months later. She was in her um, 60s, I think, when she did that. But she passed away in 1973, I believe. But Grandma Gatewood is a fascinating story of a very determined um hard-knuckled lady. I mean, she <laughs> she dealt with a lot before that and then decided to go for a long walk. Was a great advocate for getting in the outdoors and for hiking. She hiked several of, of our more important trails throughout the U.S. Wow. How would you like that woman to tell you to go out and get a switch or maybe uh, bring out the wooden spoon from the backpack to for a little bit of whooping? Can you imagine going <laughs> hiking in a pair of kids? I mean, my gosh. <laughs> Grandma Gatewood. The other thing I need to jump over, because you mentioned it, and I'd like for you to talk a little bit about it, and no matter what your belief system would be, if you're Christian, if you're Buddhist, if you're atheist even, if you're whatever you are, that word you said, trail magic, that's a real thing for the uh, hiking community out there. Uh, uh, Can you talk to us about trail magic and what it is and maybe who does trail magic when all of a sudden you need something and there it is yeah so it it, there is myth and lore around this but for a lot of these folks they've been out there for a long time and they're craving something or they need something maybe it's you know for a blister maybe it's hot sauce so that dehydrated food tastes good and then somebody joins the campsite and they have that and they share it there's a sense of community now it's a group of individuals these are all uh, either truly rugged individualists or people who want to become some modern Henry David Thoreau rugged individualist. They're seeking some sort of clarity in nirvana, and you help provide that through having that Tabasco sauce or that little bit of moleskin for the the blister um, or the levity kind of kind of situation. And largely, it's also with trail names. You know, people have their their pen name for the trip. No one knows you as Bill or Wes. It's whatever your nickname is. And that's kind of wild, too. So you take on this whole other alter ego. You change your name, you're changing your person. It is amazing to me. And we've been at Jesse Brown's and had people come in telling us about where they're going. Hey, I'm, I'm taking this cooler or this couple of coolers of sodas up, and I'm going to leave it at the trailhead. Why? I'm spreading trail magic. Or my husband and I are cooking hot dogs at a certain trailhead. Why? We're spreading trail magic. It is a... a as you said, individualistic uh, to a degree, uh, service project that people spread good things to other people on the Appalachian Trail. So wherever you are listening to the Carolina Outdoors, we'll hope that we're uh, spreading a little trail magic your ways, and hopefully you're encouraged to get out there in our Carolina Outdoors and spread a little trail magic uh, for yourself. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. We're going to take a quick break and be back on the other side. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors.